Become a Leslie's Pro member, and with almost a 1,000 locations conveniently located less than 3 miles from your service route, you can quickly get in and out and take care of your customers. Get Skimmer, America's number one pool service software platform. Listeners of the podcast can try Skimmer for free. Visit my website, swimmingpoollearning.com, and click on the Leslie's Pro and the Skimmer banners to learn more. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Hi, welcome to the Pool Guy Podcast Show. In this episode, I'm going to talk to you a little bit about the tropical storm Hillary that went through my area. I'll go over the effects and some things that I learned from actually experiencing our first tropical storm slash potential hurricane in Southern California. Pool Service Pro, open a Leslie's Wholesale account today and receive wholesale pricing on products you use every day. Leslie's Pool Supply offers convenient locations that are open seven days a week. Another great benefit of opening a Leslie's Wholesale account is Leslie's referral program. Get referred to a customer looking for weekly pool service. Save time and money and grow your pool service route and become a Leslie's Pro. I think the pool pros back in Florida, North Carolina, Alabama, Texas, all those areas that are prone to get hit by hurricanes go through this a lot. And I think for California, it was one of the first times we've had one of these tropical storm alerts in a long time. I think it was like 80 years ago, the last one that we had. doesn't happen very often. And some thoughts here from what happened. My area got hit pretty hard, but it wasn't as bad as some areas. And I think this is one aspect of hurricanes and tropical storms that you should know about if you do pool service. And that is that it's pretty area specific where it hits. And I think sometimes worse than the actual storm hitting is the anticipation of everything happening, getting ready for it, wondering if your area is going to get hit. So I was watching the tracking map quite a bit on Sunday morning, came in Sunday afternoon, and it moved a little bit more to the east, which was good for our area. We only got a little bit of wind, and we got about four inches of rain, I would say, maybe five inches of rain in that period of time from four o'clock all the way into like three or four in the morning. So it was a pretty large amount of rain and every area of California was hit a little bit differently. When it first moved in through San Diego, the wind, I think through that area was a lot stronger and then it kind of dissipated, which is normal for a tropical storm. I think as it moves inland, it gets weaker, not stronger. So that's a good thing. The rain was a big factor in most areas. So there was flooding, the pools were overflowing. There was debris washed into the pool. One thing I think that's important to note, whenever you have a big storm coming in, especially one like this, we're not used to having more than one inch of rain, maybe two at the most in my area. So one thing that a lot of people weren't prepared for was the amount of water coming down in the short amount of time. This created some damage to homes, of course, and some trees fell down from the wind. But I think one of the things that you really have to worry about, at least in my area, are runoff from planters or hillside by the pool. So this happened often when it rained hard here. And in this case, it would probably happen automatically because of the amount of rain in such a short period of time. So the customer should be prepared for mud getting in their pool along with the other debris washed in. You can prevent this pretty easily by sandbagging the planter area. And I would suggest that if you have any planters near the pool, that they have some kind of raised brick, or there's some way to prevent the dirt from washing into the pool. One common problem here is that we have landscaping right up to the pool coping or pool deck, 
And a lot of times when we get heavy rain, a lot of it washes into the pool. All the customers that I've had this problem with have implemented things. They had their landscaper come over there and put some raised pavers up, maybe 10 inches or 8 inches, so that all the dirt stays behind the deck area and the pool area won't get washed in. So to me, that's one of the biggest things that happened during this storm is a lot of pools got mud in them from the hillside or from the planter area by the pool. Because it was such a large amount of rain in such a short period of time, there was no way for it to be absorbed in the dirt. And so that all washed into the pool. We've experienced plenty of large windstorms in my area. So I'm familiar with the wind cleanup. But one of the things that I think is a little bit uncommon is a rainstorm and then the wind during that period of time. So we don't, we don't usually get rain and wind in the same combination. It may be breezy when it's raining, but rarely do we have, you know, strong winds of 30 or 40 miles an hour while it's raining. So one, the good thing about the rain, I think, it keeps the debris from blowing into the pool. So you're going to get initial debris over the pool and around the area, but I think the rain actually helps keep stuff from being washed into the pool. Now, if the winds get strong enough, nothing's going to stop that from happening. But I felt like the rain, the amount of rain we got really helped keep the debris out of the pool because it kept the ground wet. The leaves didn't really blow along the decking as they normally would. So that was a good thing about this storm. Of course, if you were in the area where it got hit by winds, you're still going to have to clean up the pool. And that's a process. But let me back up a little bit and talk a little bit about the mud that could be washed into a pool. And this can happen at any time you have a big storm. And how do you clean the mud out of the pool? It's one of those things where if there's a certain amount of dirt in the bottom of the pool, there's not much you can do except drain that pool. Now, you can drain it in a couple ways. You can drain it with a submersible pump in the deep end. And then once all the water's out, you can, you know, kind of brush all the dirt down there to the center and use a shop vac to suck it out. It's a long process if that's what you're going to do. I prefer using the Portavac from Advantage Manufacturing. Or you can build a portable pump. It's pretty easy. You just need a one horsepower pump and you need the fittings for the discharge and inlet. And you should get one that plugs in or you can actually create your own plug if it's one horsepower or less. You can splice together an extension cord and create your own plug. Basically, why you want to vacuum out this way is after a couple days, the dirt will settle to the bottom or most of it will settle. And you can vacuum out the dirt and then you can drain the pool after. Or you can use your portable pump to actually drain the pool if you want to keep it running and as long as you have the discharge somewhere safe or you're not going to get a citation from the local authorities you can pretty much drain it anywhere except into the street in my area so you can use this to drain the pool and you can vacuum all the dirt out in the meantime kind of like vacuuming the waste one reason why you want to drain the pool completely is because a lot of metals are in the dirt so they may have gotten to the pool and so to offset future issues if there's a lot of mud that washes in there and you can't really see the bottom, it's so murky, I would suggest draining that pool for that reason only. You could turn a mud pool around pretty pretty easily over a course of two or three weeks by vacuuming to waste, having a, a pump that you can use to vacuum the waste or have, if you have a multi-port, you can put it in waste mode and vacuum out that way. And it, it may take two or three weeks for that to happen. You clean the filter a couple times, you'll get most of that dirt out. But the concern here is any kind of metals that may wash into the pool. And then a bigger concern is any nitrates that wash in there, which is very common in my area. So I would gather that if you get that much mud into the pool, there's going to be metal and there's going to be nitrates in there. So you're better off draining the pool down. 
And the reason why you want to use a portable pump or something like the Advantage Portavac is to vacuum a lot of the dirt out so that when you do drain it, you don't have to do a lot of shop vacuuming at the bottom or using a broom to brush the dirt out through the submersible pump. You can hose off the pool and get all the dirt into the submersible pump sometimes, but sometimes you can overload it that way too. So use your judgment there depending on how much dirt is in the bottom. And then you may want to do a quick chlorine wash of the pool to brighten up the surface and get rid of any kind of staining. And this is pretty easy to do. It depends on how much, how bad it looks, but usually it's a, you know, four to one ratio. You'd have one part chlorine and then you'd have four parts water. And then you would just take maybe a watering pot and, and just kind of use that all the way around the cement of the pool or the actual plaster. And then you would hose it off and that would be a chlorine wash. Now you want to be careful when you do the chlorine wash not to use too much chlorine in the pool, especially if it's hot out because this can turn into caustic soda and cause some scaling all over the pool and also in the equipment. So the chlorine wash should be diluted and you probably shouldn't do this on a really hot day. So use those two cautions when you're doing that. Now back to the rain from a tropical storm like Hillary. Sometimes the customer will ask you to drain their pool down because they're afraid of it going into the house. They may call you panicking or the next morning they want you to come by and drain it. Now that's the service charge if you're going to drain their pool down because that's time out of your day to do that. I like to educate the customers on ways they can do this themselves because I don't really have time to go over there and drain it. And it's a big pain for you to go over there and do that for the customer really. Even if you're getting paid for it, it's just something that takes your time and effort. And so I teach the customers that they can drain the pool sometimes from their equipment. If they have a hose spigot on their pump, usually it's above the pump or somewhere on their equipment, they can attach a garden hose there, turn the pool pump on, and then open up the hose spigot, and that will drain the pool down while the pool is running. That's one way to do it. I wouldn't recommend draining the pool down through the backwash valve if you have a push-pull piston type. Too much water is passing through the grids, and it could compromise the integrity of the grids. It doesn't work very effectively. Nor can you use any kind of method with the cartridge filter. I suppose you can put a threaded fitting on the drain and use that. But if they don't have a hose bigot, and if they're in an area where the pool often overflows, I would advise them to purchase a submersible pump themselves where they can put on the top step with a garden hose. And you can refer that to them prior to any kind of storms. And they're like $60 on Amazon. They're not super expensive. So they can purchase their own submersible pump, plug it in, put it on the top step, and then drain some water out of their pool. Because this is a service that you generally don't want to do because of the time required. You have to stand there, wait for the water to get down to a certain level. So it does take some of your time. So it's better to pass this on to the customer. And honestly, there aren't too many instances where the pool is going to overflow and cause a problem. I've had many pools where they have overflowed onto the deck, into the grass of the home, and rarely do they get, does it get far enough to get into the slider or into maybe some doors in the back of the house. So it's not really an emergency and it's not something that you should be doing on a regular basis because of the time involved. But if the customer really wants their pool drained down because of excessive water, it's really better if they know how to do that themselves. And then, of course, you're going to use your windy day process when you have something like this happen. When you have an official tropical storm or hurricane, this is definitely an act of God an act of nature, something that, you know, all the weather warnings tell you is a natural disaster, basically. So the customer is not going to have an instantly clean pool, especially if there's mud in there, if there's debris in there, 
it's going to be a three-week process, and you should have a service agreement that outlines the process of your cleanup. It's going to take at least three weeks in a lot of cases to get it clean. The first week, you're getting the surface debris off. The next week, you're getting the bottom of the pool clean. And then the third week, you're getting all the rest of the dirt out of the pool, if possible. And it's not something that's going to happen automatically, and they should not expect you to be able to clean the pool up from a natural disaster like this instantly or within a week or so. And I guess the last takeaway from Tropical Storm Hillary is that maybe the media blows up these things a lot more than they are in your particular area. For example, we didn't have a lot of wind, so I know in the news they showed a lot of downed trees that was in some other areas of the state. They showed a lot of roads that were flooded. We had our roads that were pretty flooded, but nothing like what I saw in the news. And so again, I think it's really area-specific when a storm like this hits, and you can't really gauge everything by the media. I think the best thing to do is watch the National Weather Service radar, and that gives you the best idea of how it's impacting your area, what you expect the next day when you have to go out and service the pools. So for me, I knew that we just had mainly four to five inches of rain in my area, and that the wind speeds only were about 20 miles an hour at the most, at the at the peak gust. So I wasn't expecting a lot of pools with heavy debris, but I definitely expected a lot of pools filled with water and maybe some pools with some dirt in it that had some runoff. And sure enough, that was the case. And so your area is specific to that particular event, and you can't really watch the news to gauge how your day is going to be. You should have all the proper equipment with you for any kind of cleanup. Of course, if you have, if you're in an area with a lot of leaf debris, you want to have a vacuum system like the um, Riptide, the bottom feeder. If you can order one of those, right now they're out of stock, or a hammerhead. I'm not sure what happened to PowerVac. Hopefully they get back in business and they'll sell their units. But a vacuum system is great to have for any kind of leaf debris area. And then I mentioned the Advantage PortaVac. I think this is a great portable filtration system. And if you have, if you're in an area where you need this once in a while, it's definitely a worthy investment to have. And you, it has a hitch you can connect it to the back of your truck without lifting it on there. But this is great for dirt cleanup. And this is something that's really handy when something like this happens and a lot of mud washes in the pool to have that. You can also build a portable pump to use to clean up the pools. In my area, unfortunately, there's not a lot of backwash valves or a waste mode. So the portable cleanup pump is a must-have also, so that if you run into a situation where you have a dirty pool or a mud pool, you can vacuum it out with no problem. So being prepared is half the battle, and I think keeping a level head and not buying too much into the hype of what's going to happen in your area. Thankfully, at the end, the storm moved to the east, and so areas like Palm Springs, you know, Palm Desert got the brunt of it. In fact, even the high desert got quite a bit of this and I'm sure they had plenty of mud pools to deal with themselves. But a lot of this is actually preventable. I mentioned earlier that if they have any kind of barrier around their planter, this is going to help you a lot. And so some things can be prevented before it happens. I mean, sandbags are definitely available during a situation like this. So they can sandbag around the pool. But whatever they can do prior to that, I think the customer should take that precaution. Because technically, if the pool does get mud to the degree where you can't even see the bottom... Draining that pool is a viable option, and it could be an expensive option for the customer, something that could have been prevented. Now, as far as extra chemicals in the pool, I think you can put extra chemicals in the pool if the storm is coming, and I think it's logical to raise all the chlorine in the pool to a certain level to prevent the pools from turning, because they can turn green pretty rapidly too, depending on how much stuff washes in there. 
So if you're running your route at maybe three to five parts per million the week prior to a tropical storm or hurricane hitting, I wouldn't mind and it wouldn't be too bad of an idea to bring all those pools up to 10 parts per million before the storm hits just to give yourself a cushion and that way the pools aren't going to turn on you. You're not fighting two battles, you know, cleaning up the pool and also fighting the algae. So bringing the chlorine level up prior to the storm is smart. Now if the storm misses and you don't get hit, then the pools just have too much chlorine in. But I think it's better to err on the side of caution than the side of, well, it's not going to hit my area. It's not going to be a big deal kind of thinking. So for me, I think adding more chemicals to the pool prior is a smart idea. If you have to add one or two more tablets to bring the chlorine level up, that's perfectly fine. Whatever you can do to bring that up. I wouldn't go as far as draining the pool prior or adding any kind of algae prevention chemicals. That's not necessary at that point. But I do think you should be proactive. And really, who knows if you're able to get to those pools that week after the storm. There may be some road closures. There was a big storm in 2012 where we couldn't even get to the accounts because the roads were closed that week. Trees were down. Power lines were down. And so there's no way to actually access the account. So adding extra chemicals is also a way to prevent it from turning if you can't get there that following week after the storm, which can happen depending on how big the storm is in your area. So I think being proactive in that category is really important for those two reasons. And who knows, you might not be able to get to the pool until the following week after that. And you'll be thankful that you really shocked that pool and put extra chemicals in the week prior to the storm. But Hillary wasn't that huge in my area. Again, just a lot of rain. And it hit the, hit the state pretty badly, though. Other areas got hit by a lot of rain and wind. And I'm hoping this is the last tropical storm, at least for the next 10, 15, or 80 years. I won't have to deal with this, but I know you guys and guys and gals in Florida deal with this all the time. And so I think it's a good thing that this hit here. Now I can I have experienced it and I can say I know how to deal with a tropical storm that hit my area. If you're looking for other podcasts I recorded, you can find those on my website, swimmingforlearning.com. Just click on the banner on the podcast icon. That'll bring down a drop down menu of other podcasts I recorded. If you're looking at my coaching program, you can learn more at poolguycoaching.com. Thanks for listening to this podcast. Have a rest of your week. And God bless. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. The Pool Guy Podcast Show. Yeah! Real quick, if you're not using pool service software, try Skimmer free for 30 days at GetSkimmer backslash pool guy again that's get skimmer backslash pool guy skimmer everything you need to run your pool service business all in one app